Hey everyone, today's episode is a fireside chat from season two premiere of Two Minute Drill, our season's launch party. Joining me are Roy Kataya, the star of Two Minute Drill and the CEO of Verb Technologies, and Brian Lagesty, the CEO of our production partner, Clarity Experiences. And we're gonna talk behind the scenes at Two Minute Drill, and most importantly, the aspects of a perfect pitch. Two Minute Drill airs every Friday at 8.30 p.m. Pacific time on Bloomberg TV, and you can stream it at any time on Amazon Prime Video. This is Entrepreneur's The Playbook. So we're gonna make this very conversational. Um, I've got a few questions for Brian, Rory, and Dave, but I'll start with Dave with just a first uh, quick question. So what was the biggest challenge you experienced in creating uh, or starring in the show? And what did you learn from it? I think the biggest challenge is seeing yourself uh, when, you know, it's, it's one thing to do all these lives, you're not really looking at yourself, but when you're on a TV show to watch yourself, you become very hypercritical. And it's a test of humility to sit there and look at your double chin or your exercise belly. You don't see yourself the way that you see yourself on TV. And it was really, really difficult for me to watch uh, the show, even the one that I love. It's so hard to see yourself. And I wanted to watch the whole thing, but every time I speak, I'm so critical. And I think it just is a lesson about how much growth I need to make and others do. You know, you can't find outside of you, you can't find inside. And I really am working on, you know, loving myself and uh, all the nice things that come with aging. <laughs> Same question for you, Rory. Well, I, I like to think that um, we continue to evolve as people and, um, uh, and in, in so doing, um, to the extent that that evolution includes helping others evolve, change their lives. And I think that that, for me, was the hallmark of the show. We were talking a little earlier about how um, young people need to know that they can design their own lives. This is a show that teaches them that yes, indeed, I can do that. And uh, the feedback that they get from us who have lived it, were in the trenches doing it, having done it, um, uh, that for me was, was more rewarding than anything else. Amazing, and for Brian, since you weren't necessarily starring in the show, <laughs> but you had firsthand look at the show, what was your favorite part of being on set and seeing it all come together? Yeah, so for, for me, it was um, transforming in that our, our company that did a lot of the behind the scenes work is used to doing live events. And live events, needs, they have a start time and they have to go live and there's no question. Whereas TV shows, you don't have that same element. You can extend the time, you can do retakes and things of that nature. And what was so awesome was to see how well the talent um, adjusted to that live environment, even though it was being shot as if it was a recorded show. And so it was just awesome and transforming to me to see our, our team working with Dave and his team, the contestants and all the people and what they did together to, to bring something to life that was just an idea. Um, to me, that was my favorite part and how they all enjoyed it, how they all bonded together and just how they all felt almost like friends by the end of it um, was super awesome to see and, and uh, to be a part of that was amazing. Incredible answer. Okay, moving on. Uh, was there a memorable moment from filming that made an impact on you? I know we're on season two. So from season two, what was the most memorable moment? There is a lot of good moments as you'll see, but for me, there's a scene where in the background, uh, 
I could not pay attention to the guy who was pitching because there is like literally the filthiest, dirtiest fish tank. With <laughs> <laughs> that's I, right, I, I, I remember. I could, not, I could not, and and I'm looking at the other judges. Like, are are you guys seeing what I'm seeing here? And it's the company is a toilet uh, cleaner company or that's something. Right. And I'm like, well, maybe this is part of the pitch, right? right? It was a prop. But it wasn't. And, uh, that was the sad part. That's right. But the, the memorable part wasn't the fish tank. It was how much fun the show was because I was absolutely dying laughing. I do Office Hours on Wednesday, which is the silliest show that I do with Mike Diamond, who's here. And I just enjoy the above the game, you know, just being yourself and here we are and you know this is a national tv show now and it will have millions and millions of people as it did last season but it's gonna be the next level and i was sitting there on set going this i cannot take my life seriously this is amazing this guy's talking about toilet cleaners with a dirty fish tank and my boys are all laughing at him and we just say whatever we want right it is recorded but that scene to me that section was i'm just getting literally my dream manifested while I'm having the best time, like with my buddies from a locker room, including Kim Perel, by the way. <laughs> uh, so that whole familiarity, that bonding, I know Brian said it was like friends. I truly think it's family. And by the end of it, it's, it's not easy doing four episodes a day. Uh, so we go at it like I normally do, and it's just a family. So I wanna, once again, reiterate, that's my favorite part. I think for me it was more a memorable uh, category as, as opposed to a specific event because what, um, what came out of the show for me uh, most memorable was there were so many people who were completely selfless in creating a, a business, dedicating themselves, incredibly passionate, that really served no purpose other than to help others. I mean, some of the things that we saw bringing attention to areas of our of our community that that needed uh, to create a certain amount of awareness around those things really resonated with me and were most memorable. Amazing, Brian. Once again, you weren't necessarily on the show, but question for you is: Of course, Clarity puts on many virtual events. If you don't know Clarity, get to know Clarity. Clarity is game changing. Uh, they're changing the way virtual events and in person events are uh, are happening. But for you, as Clarity putting on a TV show that is nationally produced, what was it like putting together this set and how did it all come together? Well, one of my memories was, you know, I didn't know if the, who was going to be watching the show, right? Like, okay, well, who, who's really going to be watching the show? And like after the second episode, I get a text from a friend of mine, I saw you on TV. I was like, oh my God, how, you know, someone's really watching the show. So, so that, was, uh, that, was, that was kind of unbelievable. And it's cringeworthy. <laughs> I don't know if I'll watch another episode, but I saw you. Yeah, exactly. It was awesome. I, I really love, I think this season's going to be amazing. Season two, um, kind of what, what pro pro progress, I guess you could say, or the evolution. Um, you know, it was amazing from season one to season two. But our team, who really, as I mentioned, are all live event professionals, 
come together. We had a few specialists from the TV industry that, you know, some of the cameramen and stuff that knew that business. But for us to kind of build this here, this isn't meant to be a studio. Like this office is really just meant to be like a headquarters and we do all of our shows in other places and other venues. And so we had to create something here that was never meant to be here. And Dave saw the evolution. We had a little green screen on the wall and then we had a, oh, we need a stage and now LED wall. And so what happened and what transformed here was was just a, a work of incredible people that really put you know clarity first and put our product first and really built something that I never thought we'd have here. And then brought it, Dave was so helpful because he actually gave us an opportunity to bring it to life and to actually do it and try it and test it. And uh, I think we did a pretty good job. Um, so it was uh, just a fantastic experience to watch during a really hard time in our industry to watch something like this happen in the middle of it was was definitely very emotional. What is a tactical advice you have for people who are pitching for future seasons or for people who have pitched in the past? Well, I probably have done more pitch shows than even people that may have been on Shark Tank. Uh, between Elevator Pitch, this, all the pitch competitions that we do online especially, it just amazes me how many people don't practice and don't ask. You know, it's, you. You can actually know you're going to be at what time, you know how much time you have, and yet, you know, you'll see that regardless of how many episodes you've watched, how many times you've listened to me talk about the perfect pitch, read the document, that the people who do best practice and ask. And Corey, for example, I know, I mean, he nailed it, right? And you could tell he was well rehearsed and in shape. Uh, Bonnie Hewitt, I got to give a shout out to because uh, she was on my show today. She told me she uh, pitched 400 times wow. and she won, right? And you know, it's, it's a good amount, 50,000 in cash and prizes, but you could tell uh, this is a, a stay-at-home mom who had her first business that pitched to the video 400 times and she nailed it. So practice and ask are the two things that I've learned. So this is um, something that addresses the single Biggest, biggest problem that any new business has, and that is creating market awareness for who they are and what their product is. So by the grace of David, you're getting two minutes to be in front of millions of people to talk about you and what you do and why what you're doing is compelling. And when you have contestants that after 45 seconds, they're done, that to me was one of the the things that I think irked us most because there's so many companies, so many entrepreneurs around the world that would give their right arm for that extra minute and a half that was left on the table to pitch their company. So that was something that I think, uh, you know, really, uh, I hope people work on and, and, and think through and, and appreciate the kind of opportunity that they're being given. So rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. Think about, you don't need that Santa Claus on the wall behind you like we saw. It's you know, <laughs> those kinds of crazy distracting things. Rehearse, record yourself, look at it, and use the time that you're given. It's a gift. Brian, how about you? Any yeah, tips for pitching? I would say that I'm very impressed with people who are going to put themselves out there. To, to go ahead and pitch your idea, it, it takes a lot of vulnerability and, you know, just bring that confidence and that belief you have in your product, bring that to the table because the fact that you're even doing this as part of your life is an amazing achievement and everyone should be proud of that. Take that courage, be confident. And then I would say, find a friend that is going to give you real advice, not someone who's just going to say, yeah, you're great. Find somebody who's going to give you some honest feedback and then practice with them 
and have them help you because that feedback will, will, will give you an amazing amount of information that you may not get from yourself. Um, but yeah, you, you, everybody who takes the step to do this and to pitch on these shows, they're winning day one. Now can they actually achieve success? That's a whole different you know, equation. But um, I give them all a ton of credit, and um, I think it's fantastic that we have this culture, um, both here and, and throughout the world. I think it's an amazing thing to see. And uh, last question. I think we've got uh, two minutes here. Two-minute drill. Two-minute drill. We've got two minutes. You're on the clock. What, what's the lasting impression that you want to give for people before the actual season starts? Is there anything in particular that you want to mention before for all the people that are here that are about to watch? Yeah, you can do it, right? Like, this is what America's made of. It'll save America. You'll see. These are the entrepreneurs, moms. Like, you can do it. And I love these stories. And that's what I love about season two is we have an hour to tell the story about the entrepreneur, to tell the stories about the judges, to give a little bit of an emotional connection. But I watched it and it really empowered me and inspired me to be an American, uh, an American entrepreneur that changed this world and inspired, you know, I don't know how many of these 72 contestants that we have, but some of them you'll see. I see them. I'm old enough now to see the millionaires and billionaires that I coached and have inspired. These are amazing people, and that's what we're made of. You know, when when David first spoke to me about about the show, um, you know, and anyone who knows David knows what's in his heart. What's in his heart is he wants to help people. He wants to change lives, and this show changes lives. And for me. It's, it's a privilege really to be a part of it because you can see it. You can see how this is impacting not only the lives of the contestants, but the millions and millions of lives of the people that are watching this and learning from it and being inspired by it. That is really what's most rewarding for me and, and most impactful. I would just add of all the great things that this show brings and some of the seriousness of it, I would say, let it entertain you also. I, th I think the second season creates that vibe it creates that fun you know there's th things that happen there's things that the judges say there's things that the contestants do it is a show and so let yourself be entertained um and enjoy it awesome well said amazing if you're not hyped for the show i don't know what will get you hyped that was amazing all right